Yo, my people, welcome back to the Afro People Hour podcast. It is I, your host, Mireille, and as usual, I'm here with my co-host. Bonjour, everyone. It's Daniel, aka the boss. Mireille, how, what's up? How are you? How are you handling that price? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, hold on. What's the this combination? How, what's up? Is that a new, uh, <laughs> yo, what's up? What's up? Yeah, don't even tell me about the gas prices because it is a nightmare. Like, I don't know. At this point, we might as well just stay home because... The pandemic came, we stayed home, now it's gas pricing, and we're just trying to survive. And it's not just gas prices, right? Like we said the last time, it's it's everything. Speaking of, did you see um, Ice-T's post on Twitter where he made a... There's this joke that's been going around for years where someone said, hey, he got robbed today, and he called the police... And they asked him, do you know who robbed you? And then he said, yes, that it was pump number nine. Oh, my <laughs> <So>. goodness. <laughs> really? So that joke has been going around. And then I uh, went onto this community website that's like that the neighbors will post stuff. And then somebody literally copied the post verbatim and put it there like he wrote the joke. Oh, my so goodness. I, I'm just like, okay, so what is your thought behind reposting stuff you see from the internet i know that with memes it's difficult to like okay say yeah let me credit the owner of this but like if you're gonna copy an entire joke from someone at least say hey i saw this online somewhere and then post it but he the person posted it exactly like the way um, there were no credit to the owner with no credit now i see is not the owner of that joke because that well, joke has been around for years but either mm-hmm. way like i was just wondering like what is the because i'm pretty sure like people who are in into art and like i don't know like it's probably hard for for them to get credit for their work if people are just gonna repost it without like saying hey i got this from here and then share it but like he was he literally posted the post and then like people were like oh thank you so oh thank you that was so funny he was like yeah ha 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 yeah like basically yeah so i don't know i had a hard time understanding that but hey you know what yeah, but you I know just... who is happy right now about this who is happy about this electric car companies they're like we told you guys you see good get on electric cars you know gas prices are high so buy your electric vehicles of course I mean, it's they better charge it, so. an electric mm-hmm. car but yes but, mm. but they're very expensive that's the problem you know buying one is almost what like one fifty thousand. i know Electric- in the past no, it was it very depends. expensive no no it depends on what vehicle you're buying you can buy it a tesla for like i think 45k to 50 really yes like i'm sorry where have so you why been is everybody so what's everybody not buying one because at least you can just charge your car up and then Danielle, just drive, right? excuse me not everybody has money just laying around let me just go and pay 50k <laughs> on a tesla and you know i mean they can I, finance the, the thing, car right again this thing about money because you can do it doesn't mean that you should you need to mm-hmm. look at your finances and see okay as always you always want to buy the car and pay it off so that you don't mm-hmm carrying debt right mm-hmm. um so but i've always liked to have a tesla but i like the tesla suv i would never do the sedan i drive an suv now and i don't, I don't see myself going back to a sedan and not that it's like anything different it's just you know when you're driving high up 
Mm-hmm. And then you go back down. <laughs> like it's just I'm like, okay, I, I I need to sit above and see all the peasants beneath me. <laughs> so you don't see yourself then again, even if it's a nice car that you like and all those things, but as far as a sedan, you'll be like, No, I want an SUV. Yeah, ideally not. I mean, if it's a nice sports car, yeah, once in a while, but that's my everyday car. No, it gotta be an SUV, bro. But those yeah. Tesla SUVs are they not more expensive than, than the sedan? Of course, that one is like a hundred K. There's okay. a, the, the, the the SUV that I really like was about a hundred K and uh no can't afford it. So I will enjoy it visually. <laughs> so that's just and your dream car. It is. Um the other day actually Actually, a car, well, not, um, was this like maybe a year ago? Mm-hmm. I actually met somebody who I called an Uber, and the person was driving that car. And I was just like, Really, why are you Ubering in this car? And he was like, Hey, I have to pay my bills. I'm like, Exactly, I, I get you, I get you. <laughs> exactly, so anyway. We all know it's tax season. I have not even started. <laughs> I think I usually wait to like close the deadline because I don't want to mm-hmm. like, I just want to get all my stuff together. But it has been crazy. I keep hearing that people have filed and um, it's been over like since what, February, January, late January, and people have still not received their taxes yet. So if you haven't filed, make sure you get that in before the deadline. I have been wondering about this because somebody told me about the new tax laws that you need to report 600, any amount of money that you received um, over $600 to the IRS when you receive money through like Cash App, Venmo, Zelle. And I was freaking out because I had gone to an event earlier this year and I, you mm-hmm. know, collected some money for family and stuff. And I did not know about this until later on. So there's been some conflicting information out there. But what I'm reading from the website, okay, from Kashap's website, mm-hmm. is that if you have a business, a cash for business account, those accounts will have to report those transactions. So your personal account, like non-business cash up account, you don't need to worry about a form 1099K. So everybody breathe, okay? You don't need to so, report your personal transactions to the IRS. Yeah, because that's going to be a lot of issues because if everybody sends money, like say, let's say, for example, I send you a transaction of more than $600 just one time, but then I'll have to report that every time. Then I'm Uncle Sam needs his money. They sure do. Speaking of needing money and um, <laughs> making sure we don't all go broke is planning a wedding. Guess who's uh, getting yeah. married? <laughs> Daniel, how does it feel planning a wedding? Well, it feels great, but the planning part, that is not easy. It's not like you're doing all the planning. I'm pretty sure your fiance is taking majority of that part and your family so mm-hmm. i feel like it's always easier for guys when planning weddings mm-hmm. but with nowadays it looks like a lot of young couples plan the wedding together a lot like the men are more involved as compared to back in the day where they would just put the money and then just show up now i'm sure it's different for weddings in america versus weddings in africa so specifically cameroon we have different customs here than there, and it surprised me to know um, know that in America the bride's family handles the wedding. So I thought that was very very interesting. I know 
That is really different that how here in the in the US you know it's kind of like a different um, concept because when we grow up, you know, we, we learn that okay, hey, you have to take the whole responsibilities you know, when you propose to the woman, the the bride, and then you have to meet the family, like dowries or different kind of symbolic gifts. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, you're going mm-hmm. too far because I'm sure a lot of people are like, what do you mean by dowry, symbolic gifts? So as you all know, <laughs> you know, we Africans we have to be super extra with everything that we do. You propose to someone, and then maybe you go meet their family, and then there's the wedding, your court signing, and then you're you do your wedding and then that's done Mm -hmm. in cameroon it's so different okay we have like a couple weddings (laughs) it's probably the traditional wedding and then there's like the court signing and then there's like there's the church wedding church wedding so it takes a couple sessions to complete a whole ceremony but even before there's any sort of court signing, we have something that we call knock door. It's literally the act of knocking someone's door where the groom's parents and their family will show up to the future bride's parents' house and say, hey, we're here. We saw someone that we (laughs) would like to, you know, our, our son to marry. Do we have your blessing? Yada, yada, yada. So the bride's family will call their daughter and be like, hey, do you know who this guy is? <laughs> and if she's like, I don't know them, send them away, then you got to go. Now, that's being dramatic. But typically, the bride will be like, yes, I know them. Let's receive them. And then they usually have their conversation. Weirdly enough, I have never understood why during this part where both families are discussing, the couple in question are never in the room. You have to be out of there, yeah? I'm like, what the (laughs) heck? Like, this is supposed to be my wedding. Why are you guys discussing stuff without me being present? And I'm just like, wow. It's it's very interesting, but that's just tradition. Um, There's the whole thing about the men passing over the, the... no, just saying, hey, we've invested so much in our daughter. Mm -hmm. Make sure you treat her carefully and all that you know (laughs) great stuff and then that's that discussion also where they tell the groom's family hey because we've invested so much in the in raising our daughter in this community we're gonna need you to uh present some stuff to uh, you know valuable (laughs) gifts exactly you know i hate using the word pay because no amount of money can pay for someone But it's just a symbolic thing of like, hey, we work so hard to bring her up. So, hey, you cannot just take her for free and go. But that's Um, why I always wonder with this kind of situation, if like the parents of the bride can just be like, you have to bring the whole, all your your fortune or something to me. Or like you said, it's just a symbolic value. How would they know all your fortune though? It looks like back in the day, they were very symbolic in terms of like, hey, bring us like 10... Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a certain amount. Um, but usually now, from what I've seen in other families that I've seen mm-hmm. that are doing this, they are More writing symbol. down. There's something they do something symbolic where they're like, okay, bring us like a bowl of food or bring us like, you know, some oil. Some people ask for money, so it's very different per family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very interesting, but I feel sometimes bad for like the groom side because if you're not well to do and they're asking you to bring like 50k worth of stuff, like where do you get that money? So yeah. I think it's important that you know brides 
moving forward. I mean, for all the future brides out there, know, okay, it's African brides or people are marrying African men. Please know your groom's uh, family <laughs> and don't make assumptions as to what it is that they can, uh, they can afford. I don't know why I'm even talking to the brides out there because it's not even them that make that decision. It's their family. They just mm -hmm. assume and say, hey, let's get this. Let's get that. Mm -hmm. I've always felt weird about that whole process, but it is tradition. And I like that some families now are making it just very symbolic. Like, hey, just bring me a bowl of food or bring me some wine, a wine um, uh, or... But I do appreciate the fact that they also include the groom's family, go ahead and visit the bride's external family. So you go visit the grandma, go visit the, the uncle, person that she grew up with. Mm -hmm. That way they can see you, get to know you. It's basically bringing visibility to all of her family. And it's quite interesting whenever you have it between a couple from a certain tradition and a couple from a different tradition. You know, yep. to always think about like how do they, how do you match in terms of is it a Cameroonian getting married to a Nigerian or a Cameroonian to a Moroccan or a different culture? It's like how do you really do it? Even a Cameroonian getting married to somebody who like in my in my own case, right? Somebody who is not from your culture, right? People who are very curious, they get to learn a lot, and it's very like interesting to see when you see two different cultures not come together. Exactly, um, that that part of bringing two cultures together. So, in your case. We're going to be doing something here. So I'm uh, excited about that. There's a whole lot to it. But if y'all are interested in hearing like what happens, we're happy to walk you through or share <laughs> links of how that works. For those of you who, who have never seen what a typical Cameroonian wedding will look like, it's very exciting. Okay. Lots of food, <laughs> lots of dancing. You know, it's multiple days, just a bit, a bit of drama. I mean, a wedding without drama, I don't know what kind of wedding. <laughs> now I say good drama, okay? No, exactly. Nobody wants bad drama, say, please. <laughs> good drama. Yeah, so drama if you're going go to wedding. You're gonna go with, to a wedding with your negative vibes, please stay home because nobody wants your <laughs> negative energy there. And those of you who are waiting, okay, and excuse me, the people that, you know, in church, how the priest always says, like, hey, if you anyone objects to this, Wait, what's the saying? Yeah, speak, anyone speak who object, now, yeah, speak, speak now, now or forever, or forever your hold your mm -hmm. peace or whatever. I'm like, why are you waiting to speak now? Like <laughs> the other, the past three years, the past six months, the past one month, you couldn't say something. You had to show up to the wedding. And even in church, they, you have to announce your wedding like a couple months, I think up to three times before you get married. Mm -hmm. And they do that because they want to announce to the community, hey, this person is getting married to this person. If you know something, spill the tea. <laughs> so tell us, let us know if he's married to two other people because, you know. This is the I, moment. This is the moment <laughs> because we don't want somebody cheating on somebody else. Or I think also for legal purposes, especially here in the U.S., like you can't, you can't marry more than one person. Um, in Cameroon, that's not a problem because polygamy is legal. And that's a whole topic for another day. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's a whole topic for another day. So people have their three, four, five wives, however you want. Um, <laughs> in the U.S., that's a whole different topic. So it's uh, very exciting. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see how everything goes. And it's going to be a fun time. 
Okay, so let's talk about the sports segment with the boss. Let's get straight to it. It sure was an exciting week. We are now in the international break period. So, you know, the club are giving their players time to go represent their country because November of this year is the World Cup. Are you excited for the World Cup? Wait, this November coming. So they've already played all the qualifiers. We know who is playing and everything. We know certain teams that are already going to the World Cup, but this period was too for to, to get the next teams that will be qualified to go to the World Cup. So this will be the final round that will know all the teams after this period who will be going to mm. the World Cup. Yeah. So there were big surprises in this first round of qualification. Are so, there never any not surprises? Why are there always surprises? I'm tired of surprises. That will not be football slash soccer, right? It is no surprises. And stop calling it football slash soccer. It is football. If y'all, well, like, we're talking about a sport you, that you play with your feet, not, not, soccer. With your, not with your hands. Not American football, huh? Yeah. So when you say football, we, we understand what you mean, okay? <laughs> Now, do you remember who won the Euro? The no. European Cup. That was Italy. Right. Yeah, so Italy just recently won the European Cup, but they were still in line to qualify because they didn't do group in their group stage. So they played a team from a very small nation to go to the next round. If they beat this team, the great Italy will be in the World Cup or at least close to the World Cup. I already see where this is going. The loss. Okay, there you go. The big team of Italy played against North Macedonia. What the hell is a North Macedonia? <laughs> exactly. My friend from here is actually from North Macedonia. So even him, he was like, there is no, he said, oh, okay, we're playing Italy. Well, that's it. So congratulations wow. to Italy before the game. And then for the whole 90 minutes, Italy had 35 shots at the goalkeeper or at the side for North Macedonia. But they couldn't even put one goal in the whole time. That is crazy. A small nation of North Macedonia beat big Italy that have four World Cups and have eliminated Italy from the rounds going to the World Cup. So, and this is the second time in a row that Italy will not be in the World Cup. Mm. So they go and dominate the European Cup and everything. But when it comes to the World Cup, maybe they, they exhaust themselves out. And then by the time it's time to play. But I feel like all sports teams usually like play. Maybe they're so okay. So is it that the players in the Italian national team, they play in other European leagues? Yes. So they play in so... big European leagues. And one of their star players was injured. So, of course, you know, they will use like, you know, where our star players are injured. All those things, but they have so many talented players compared to the non Macedonian team. No yeah. offense, non Macedonia, but they only had one player who plays in the big league. Everybody plays in the small, small, nobody really watches. So that's why it was so surprising when this news came out that North Macedonia beat Italy. This will be a big news that will resound because now it's going to show that either the coach or the whole federation will be fired, even though they won the European Cup. Because in football, there's no 
room for patience. It's just crazy how y'all just fire coaches left and right. So exactly. I I know I'm dropping the broom here, but I, I, I need to know what happened with Cameroon. Like I, I just I, I can't wait for it. I, I need to know. <laughs> we'll get to it soon. Soon, very Yo, soon. I wanna know now. I wanna know now because Let's I just I did Europe. not I did not watch the game. <laughs> I did not watch the game, but I heard the, the news and I was just like Dang. So after this now, the other team that everybody expects to go through, which is Portugal, beat Turkey. So Portugal will play non-Macedonia to determine who will be in the World Cup on that side. Now, a game that had to be cancelled, Ukraine. As we know, with what is happening in Ukraine right now, they can play football. So they had to cancel that game between Scotland and Ukraine, which will be played. They have put it right now for June. So hopefully in June, you'll be able to be able to play the game then. So Cameroon was in line to play Algeria. We had Tunisia playing Mali. We had Egypt playing Senegal. And we had Ghana playing Nigeria. So, speaking of no patience, we know after the last African Cup of Nations that Cameroon reached the third place, the coach was immediately because everyone, including the president, of Faker Food, which is Samuel Eto, was expecting Cameroon to win this African Cup of Nations. So once we didn't win the Cup of Nations and the coach didn't play a star player, the star player threatened the team by saying, coach is still here, I will not come for the next round of qualifications. So once he did that threatening, Eto had no choice, right, but to fire that coach. And right, I mean, that's fair. Would you want to have your star player that is great versus a coach that maybe did not let you guys win. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This coach, right, he had at least the the knowledge of the team very well, even though he was not playing a very beautiful game. But he was making the team win games. We never lost any game under him too, just against Egypt in a long time. Really? Yes. So that's why people like me were worried when we found out that Eto had fired the coach and nominated Rigobert Song in this small window as the new coach before a big qualification of the World Cup game coming up for Cameroon. Yeah, that's pretty Because cool. we are like, yeah, I mean, all of us, we, we, we love Rigobert Song. We're excited for the news, but we wanted it to be after this qualification rounds because to get the team together, train with them, build his own practice and all those things. So he just jumped to this team that, came from the old coach and has to take this team to go play Algeria. And mm-hmm. sorry, Miriam, result, it didn't go as planned. Yeah, but it's very tricky though. So do you really believe that keeping, because you said they fired their last coach because the star player, I'm guessing that was Shupo Moting. Shupo Moting, yes. So Shupo Moting said he's not going to play in the next games if that coach is still there. Yes. So, was it the right move for, regardless of even if it was Rigo Besson, was it the right move for Etofis, the president of Food, to say, okay, you know what? I need Super Moting to play. Did we need Super Moting in this game? Did well, we need him? This game, he didn't show that we needed him because he didn't play well. Yeah. So that's why, me, I had no problem with the hiring of Rigo Besson because it's good to have an African coach coaching an African team because right. for the most times, it's always a foreign coach that come and coach the African teams. So it's good to bring up our own talents, you know, people from our own country to help coach the national teams. 
I just wanted it to be done at a stage where the Rigobertson will have enough time to work on his own tactics. Because right now, he's just bearing the tactics from the past coach. That's why even him, he admitted it during the news conference. He said, I cannot do anything really big right now because I just have this team only for a couple of days. So I will still use the same old coach strategy to see my team and figure out what I can do with this team. So that's why the whole game, you could see that he didn't really know the players very well because they're trying to figure out their positions and everything during the game because the players were not really playing like a a, a good unit. Yeah, Algeria, and you, had, you also said that these same players were all outside of the country in their different leagues. So and, when... But he did travel. Now, I saw in the news he traveled to meet them. In, yes, uh, I mean, in he France. travels to go meet them because to see where they're playing and all those things, but not yet all them together in one place, right? And playing uh, with them. Like, you know how if you have, like, friendly matches and different kind of things to, like, test your players, test the strategy, but he never had any of that. So mm-hmm. he just had to drive, jump right into it. Hence, the game against Algeria, Algeria did not even play well at all, but when they had one opportunity on a cross, they scored a goal, and the game finished 1-0. You have to go to Algeria. Cameroon is going to Algeria on Tuesday for the to second leg. Again. I'm so confused. I thought because, that we just lost. No, it's a home and away game. So you play one game at home, one game away. Then the total score will determine who is going to the next round. So if Cameroon wins in Algeria, what happens? They have to win by two goals because in Algeria, if we score one goal, right, it's the same thing like Algeria did to us. So it's just going to be 1-1 one, one for the, the two legs. So you go to penalties. Okay. But if we score 2-0, which is impossible, the right? The best because, well, scenario is for us to just score two zero, score exactly. two goals more than what Algeria would score. Exactly, which is going to be tough because we are playing in a stadium in Algeria where they have never lost. So, yes, exactly. Yikes. Exactly. That's why once we once all the Cameroonians saw that news, we were like, well, that is it. Congratulations, Algeria. Because even though they say impossible, is Nepal Cameroonian, which means impossible. It's not a Cameroonian, but I'm like, I don't know about that. Yeah, That's but they should have also been expecting that, you know, if they lost this game, they were going to have to go to Algeria, right? That That's how all the games are being played. So, yes. Sudan mm-hmm. versus whoever, they'll play one in Sudan, then they'll go to the, to the same country. Exactly. So, that's why mm-hmm. people were very Cameroon lost in the stadium of Japoma. But why are they doing this home and away games? Why can't they not, not just pick a neutral country and say, hey, let's go to, I don't know, South Africa and then play the game there so that it's just one and done? Why this, has been a, this has been a big debate because this is what they do in other nations. But the reason why they don't do this here is because, like I told you before in the long time ago in our early podcast, Africa has less teams in the World Cup. They give Africa only five compared to other continents. So they want the African um, supporters to enjoy their 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 country's games by their home country and playing the other um, teams' home country, because not not all African teams will go. Like in Europe, you have like ten teams, you no know, double African teams in Europe. You know, in uh, I see, South America, you have if like Cameroon six was teams. playing, and then they went to South Africa. I guess Cameroonians would already enjoy their team. Exactly. So they give the Africans that opportunity to watch their teams play in their home soil. Because they play, play twice. Exactly. Because like you said, you might not see them in the World Cup. Yikes. So the result ended Cameroon 0, Algeria 1. 
Now, Mireille, pop quiz. What was the finals of the African Cup of Nations that just finished? Egypt and Senegal. Good job. You still remember? <laughs> <laughs> I still have a bit of memory left. Yeah. Did they already play? I did not watch it. That was one of the games that was to be played for determining which team would go to the world. And this was in Egypt. So everybody just claimed Egypt got their revenge because they won the game 1-0. Mm-hmm. But they are forgetting that the next game is where in Senegal. So. Exactly. So we will see what happens when they go to yeah, Senegal. Yeah, but whoever wins first always has an advantage that they've already won once. So that there's is more, true. There's a lot of pressure now, Senegal to. I'm gonna yeah. use Senegal to get their shit together, please. Exactly. That is true. There's more pressure on the team. No, nothing against Egypt, win. but Senegal has my votes. And that's why like many people are talking about it because from this first round, let me give you all the results. Congo played Morocco. Cameroon played Algeria, 0-1. Mali played Tunisia. Tunisia won. Egypt played Senegal. Egypt won. So basically, all the North African, African teams <laughs> exactly got a good result. So all of the West and South Africans are begging that, please, we hope that in this World Cup, it's not going to be only North Africans representing Africa. That's why we're, they're trying to find a good balance where we have at least maybe Senegal goes, Egypt or like uh, Morocco goes, you know, Cameroon goes. I just need the countries that represent us to be countries that like the fact that they're Africans, call themselves Africans because <laughs> no offense. I've heard, I've literally heard and seen some people from that part of Africa say, oh no, we are Middle Eastern, even though geographically you're literally on the map of Africa. So mm-hmm. if you don't, if you don't call yourself African, please do not qualify. Let the people who, you know, own the motherland and belong to the motherland represent the motherland. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. That is crazy because like you said, if people who are living in Africa, especially not Africans, those in that upper side of Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, you know, like how what happened in the African Cup of Nations when they were dissing that, oh, look at this Cameroon stadium. Yeah, they're like, good. those stadiums are deep. Witchcraft, whatever. you know, yeah, all Yeah, saying things. that, oh yeah, so did they use witchcraft now since they won? Exactly. Now they were saying that they love that stadium because they won the game there. When they were playing the African Cup of Nations and they did oh, not win really? the game there. Yes, oh, yes. the best stadium yes. now. Yes. Where when is, this Japoma? News, is this Japomai? Is this Japomai? In Douala. That's yeah. where because that's why Cameroon chose that place because that's where Egypt, um, I'm sorry, Algeria struggled during the Afcon. But now that they wanted, they're like, oh, you know what? We were just saying that we don't like it, but we actually like the stadium. <laughs> People were like, really, really, Algeria, really? You trying to well, rub it now? This, I'm curious. This time was this, was it them that came with their entire chef and like they do the same? No, that thing was Morocco. Time? That was Morocco. Okay. Yeah, but this time around they came and brought all their players only the for the game. They didn't stay in Cameroon for a long time. They said, well, come to Cameroon only like the day before. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, so this is just the first round, but another game too was Ghana-Nigeria, but that one ended in 0-0, so there was nothing happening in that game. So okay. the second leg will be interesting. I'm fine with any one of them. But I, I don't, I'm very impartial in between Ghana and Nigeria. Like, but it's funny because... I feel because like I have more hope on Ghana and than Nigeria. My guess off? what? Guess what they call that dev and Nigeria. Mm. Think about um, food. Jollof versus jollof. There you go. They call it the jollof. Be jollof rice or derby. I mean, that's a whole other debate. But no offense, I love the jollof rice from Cameroon. But I'm telling you, like 
Nigeria versus Ghanaian Jollof, I'm like in my top two. Yes, that's why they, that's why every soccer person was calling it the Jollof Rice Derby. Jollof Rice. Your Jollof is better than my Jollof. Exactly, I've actually, I've actually fight seen, I've actually seen a show from the UK uh, where it's called Jollof Wars, where mm -hmm. all these moms, uh, all these moms that are cooks, they come and cook Jollof, and then they all taste each other's Jollof. Really? Blind. Like, yeah, so you cook your own jollof and then you taste everybody else's jollof without knowing who prepared it and then rank the jollofs. So, mm. well, yeah, that's quite pretty, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. That is so funny. The jollof mm -hmm. war. And now to move from after Europe and Africa, just to give a quick update on North America, USA and Mexico ended in a draw. So that's advantage USA. I did not even know that USA was playing. Oh my God. Yes, when, USA when did is they playing. play? They played on Friday. Where? USA, in what state? They, they played in, in the Azteca Stadium in Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was in Mexico. So when is but the Mexican-US game now? When that was the from... game that they played. But no, that one is in the, in, in the North America. They don't play the um, at home and away. Oh, they that's just play right. That's just... each other and then they have a group. So the ranking of the top four teams go through. Oh, okay. So that's just yes. for, for us Africans, huh? They say exactly, <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> no, I have to. I have to ask now. Do they also do this in like in other like Asia? You know, Asia also to... has to go and play in. Um, so what happens is that they have, they, they come back east. So they play together to make it. So basically, Saudi Arabia wow. plays with Japan and all those other teams here to kind of, to see who will go through. They put them in one group. That's interesting. Yes indeed and in south america to conclude brazil dominated as always of so they're going course. to the world cup argentina and Lionel to the world cup what so, about portugal portugal has won again on tuesday to determine if they'll go to the world cup against macedonia at this point the world cup should really just be between europe and south america because that's basically <laughs> yes like they that's, should just that's put, basically the way it goes you know they should just always. basically put the um the main star of the show is europe and south america and then the rest of the country of continents are just supporting acts basically in the end it's always like has there been ever and there's never been a winner from north america right mm -hmm. or the continent of Africa or no. continent of Asia plus the Middle East or Australia. Nope, it's, always it's been Brazil, Brazil, you know, Germany, Italy. So yeah. <laughs> so why why are we playing this World Cup again? Why why because are we, we love because we love the beautiful game, right? <laughs> it's, it's for the fans. The fans love the game. So oh my god. Well, why have they have they ever played a cup where the winners of each league, like the African Cup of Nations, European Cup of Nations, yes, together? Confederations Cup, mm. where the winner of the African Cup of Nations, the winner of European Cup of Nations, winner of the North America, South America, play each other. Yeah, we call that the Confederations Cup. But it's not America Cup. It's not fair because it's just USA, Mexico, and Canada. Like why? Well, they, just... well, they have other teams, right? But the other teams are not as good. Like Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador. They're not as good. Yikes! So, I, I know. Exactly. I never even think about. So. <laughs> <laughs> you making fun of the other teams? They're not as good. Sometimes they even admit themselves. They're like, "We we'll just come and play a game, We're get our money, there. and go home." <laughs> exactly. Ah, oh, mm -hmm. that's interesting. All right. All right. Coming up next on Tuesday. We have Algeria play again the second leg. 
All the other teams, Tunisia, Mali, plays each other, Ghana, Nigeria, Egypt, Senegal. So from that day, we'll determine which teams will represent Africa. Okay. Do you have um, a fantasy league on which teams you know you've already predicted will qualify based upon the information you have now? Yeah, that would, based on that the, will represent Africa. Yeah, based on the information I have and looking at the previous game I watched, Senegal will go through. Okay. Algeria will go through. Morocco will go through. Tunisia will go through. Wow. And finally, Nigeria will go against Ghana. Yes. But that's true. Nigeria played very well, though. I don't know what happened in their game that they. Yes. In the Afcon, they played very well. So. So there's zero zero South African representation here. Nope. <laughs> or even East African representation. Nope. No, it's West Africa against North Africa. Okay. Well, whatever. We'll take whatever as long as y'all win. You know, I may be <laughs> mad right now, but if y'all win the cup for us, I'm going to be super happy and, and I'm going to forget everything that was said to the rest <laughs> of the continent. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a great uh, rundown of the uh, sports update. Uh, Daniel, what's the quote for today? Si tu veux connaître la fin, regarde au commencement. Which means, if you want to know the end, look at the beginning. This is the one. Teams, please, when when you you have something happens, don't fire the coach immediately. (laughs) Look at the beginning. Develop the players from the start. Don't wait to the end to say, okay, let's do changes now. Always is, look beginning first it, before looking at the, the end. African coaches, though, is all different teams, right? Don't they just well, that's true. Okay. I guess I was just taking it more personally, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's go with all teams in general. <laughs> so are they going to fire Song Bahana now? No, that's what I'm saying. Because since he's coming at the end of that old regime, they have to go back and look at what happened from the beginning with the other coach and experience but, and, and okay. changes. So but we have another game on Tuesday. If he if we lose again, does he get fired then? Now that will be very interesting because now he will start with two losses, which will be crazy for a coach of Cameroon Yikes. to start that that yeah with two losses. Adolfis had to have a lot of confidence in putting song before the game. Or, that was a bold move. Yes. Or Shupo, Shupo Moting held them. I don't know how something on a toe and, and uh song behind her because I'm like why exactly why would one player command an entire group change? Exactly. Yes. So that's right. Anyway, crazy. let's see how everything runs down. That brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for joining us again today. If you enjoy our podcast, please rate and review us on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We are available on every platform you stream your podcast. It's been I, your host, Mirai, and the boss. And we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. Ciao.